brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, do you like film noir? Do you like detective stories? Do you like a little bit of comedy? Yeah, I do, well, personally. Then I have just the show for you, Jack Austin, star of this show that I'm about to plug. What's the name? The name is Atlas Avenue Beat. Beat. See, you know it. I do know it, I love it. You love it because you star in it or just because it's awesome? Yes. Exactly, it's a great show and it's about this guy, he's a PI. James Locke, and all he does is solve cases and meet strange folk. Like it's his job. That's true, because he is a private investigator. That's what PI stands for. That is. Go to sevenlam.com or spreaker.com slash user slash sevenlam, and you'll find all of our podcasts there. Once again, sevenlam.com, seven, the number seven, lamb.com, Atlas Avenue Beat. Thanks, and we'll see you there. But by see you, I mean listen. Third time's a charm. Here we go. Is it? I can't tell. I don't see the thing moving. Hello, everybody. Who's going to sneak in on me? And welcome to the Alter Ego Podcast. My name is Jack Austin, and with me always is the cyborg, Mark. How's it going? I mean, that sounds just like me. I mean, Jack. I mean, wait. Megan, your turn. Go. Who's on first? Hey, what's up? It's me, Megan. What the hell was that? Jack, don't embarrass me. How do we have two Megans? That's so weird. <laughs> really weird, right? 
How's everybody doing? How are you so good at doing impressions and voices of people and you can't even do mine? And I probably talk in your ear more than anybody on this planet. That was you. That's a good you. You just don't like your impression. With that look yeah. you got, you probably just cut like, I don't know, like four days off your life. I don't know At what's going to happen, but whatever. Bring it. <laughs> After you kill him, dibs on his Xbox. <laughs> How's everybody doing? You know. Great. Long time no see. This time, it re- this How is Jack, doing, viewers, Jack? And listeners at home. Oh, I thought it was really throwing his voice. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good at impressions. He did such a good job. What's up, Brian? What'd you say? I said, how are you doing today? Uh, it's a beautiful November day. Thank you for asking. No one asks. November. They never do. Just you. You're the only one that asks. Happy to be back on the November I try to be topic. kind. Yes. I am so happy to be back on the November train. And Justin, if you're listening, you're the guy who told us, I won't miss November. I'll be here. I was here when Broken. you said that. Broken. I want to be a part of it. And here we are. Better get that tattoo removed. Rob doesn't yeah. even need to give his cat water anymore. We just cried in the bowl. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> not true. We miss you, buddy. You know who else misses Justin? Tony and Ford Supply Company. <laughs> Both. This episode of Alter Ego is sponsored by Forge Supply Company, makers of all natural and organic soaps for men, with scents like Tropical Teakwood, Citrus IPA, Cypress Pine, and many more. Visit their website at forgesupply.com to order online and use promo code ALTERIGO to get 10% off your order. Forge Soap. Real soap. No, no bullshit. bullshit. That was gorgeous. I know. He does this thing when he does that voice where he drops his eyebrows and they like they basically make like a like an arrow up. You Try gotta to watch it. him. You Try guys watch it. him. You ready? Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tony and <laughs> He's asked I, I saw the Skyway re- Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely really did it on that one just to kind of give it the effect. Tony Anello's Southern Italian Cuisine and Grill is a hidden gem that's family-owned and operated on the outskirts of St. Petersburg at 1136 Pinellas Bayway, South Tierra Verde, Florida. This is a must-try for a homemade Italian lunch or dinner. Just remember to bring your appetite because the portions are very generous. Call for a reservation today at 727-867-3577 and check out TonyAnello's.com. Or we will hunt you down and kill you like the dog that you are. No, sorry. Oh Gotta, okay, kidding. Oh, boy. Eat some Italian food. It's delish. I'm hungry now. Yeah, me too. I'm hungry for more symbiote news. <gasps> I'm hungry for us to get back into November. Excuse me. We missed last week, although we had the little news episode, which I loved. Mm-hmm. But now we're back on back to business. Mm-hmm. There's no news today. Serious business. Cereal business. <laughs> oh, you're talking about cereal. I'm still hungry. So, cereal I mean. killer business? You're mm, talking about cartage? Yummy. Oh. boy. I don't know what? why, but that made me want Apple Jacks just then. Why? <laughs> cereal carnage. I was like, cereal, Apple Jacks. That sounds good. What? Oh. Yeah. Apple Jacks is the first cereal that comes to mind when he says cereal. Yeah, and carnage. All right, cereal. Megan. Cocoa Puffs. Cereal. Ooh. Cereal. Seven Toast Crunch. Ooh. Italian food. Italian food? Uh, pizza. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw oh him God. a curveball. He can't but set wait, himself wait, up to know the I answer. I now need to know. Cereals. <laughs> I, I now need to know. I need to know. Cereal. You need to know cereal? Oh, Golden Grams all day. Okay. Wow. That's a sugar something bear? I wasn't Is it sugar bear or is it honey bear? What's his name? Sugar bear. Sugar bear. 
That's the dopest I don't uh, think that he, icon of any cereal. Is he a he's that's not Golden Grams, is it? No, is that's Honeycombs. Gram? No, that's oh. no, no. Sugar Smacks. Sugar Smacks. Okay. No, no, no. Frog, Wait a second. What's Wait Golden Grams? Wait a second. Golden Grams is just nothing. Golden Grams doesn't Golden have a guy. Grams. They don't need a guy. They have delicious cereal. Why does it have to be a guy? They don't need anybody except for me <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> we've got all, we've got like five cereals mashed into Golden one Grams, idea. Golden Grams, big fans of the show. <laughs> Come back for cereal wary. <laughs> Cereal <laughs> wary, wow. where we talk about cereals. Let's see, what's a good month for cereal cereal wary? <laughs> January? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. sure. February? Cereal mm. wary. That's great. We'll do that. Nice play on words. Siri April. <laughs> None of that works. No. No. But then, the, but you know it does work. Plot twist. <laughs> Tony and oh, <laughs> <laughs> plot twist. We talk about serial killers, not actual cereal. Wow, I'm less intrigued now. That got dark. <laughs> that got dark. You guys ever have raisin bran crunch? That shit's delicious. Ooh, yeah, I like that too. She's like, yeah, you know what else? Somebody killed an entire family in a log how, cabin. How did none of us? How did us? None of us like '90s kids say. Uh, Fruit Loops and Frosted Flakes is honestly and my go-to. Fruity Pebbles, mm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, the the, is is up there for I, sure. I will say, growing up, it was a tie between Honey Nut Frosted Flakes and Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm. Yes. If ever she says I'm getting cereal, I always say, see if there's Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, but I just had a hankering for Apple Jacks. Okay, <sighs> it's weird because growing up, like I liked Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. chocolatey mm-hmm. cereals. But now it's like Frosted Mini Wheats and Honey Nut Cheerios. Because you're old. I know. I'm old. Wow. <laughs> I'm old, but I love Shut it. And it brings me joy. And you're too wow. You can't start singing a song it and not expect me to sing. I'm sorry. Fruity Pebbles and Cap'n Crunch. Threw from a mouth hated me. Oh. Yeah. That, oh. For sure. For sure. Yes. Oops. All berries. Yeah. Unless the, oh, the milk oops, ratio was on point, the top of your mouth was destroyed. <laughs> Gladly. Mm. Yeah, happily. When you were a kid watching TV on Saturday, it was well worth it. Can you yeah. make sure we're still recording? 100%. This episode has got derailed very quickly by breakfast food. I, You know it's what? Okay. That happens. Don't bring it up around me if you don't want me to talk about it. <laughs> um, now we're going to dive into something that's a little less sweet. Yeah, but really awesome. <laughs> Probably more my, awesome, One maybe. of my favorite uh, Marvel properties, really. I don't want to say... Just Venom, because that's not true. I love Venom. I think he's the patriarch of all the stuff we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the idea of the symbiotes is just so incredible. Mm-hmm. Just the way that whatever that hosts, you know, uh, ideals are, what have you. Obviously, Eddie Brock is is made different by the Venom symbiote, and it kind of accentuates the way that he is. And in the same way, in the same other side of that coin, rather, Cletus Cassidy and the Carnage symbiote and how they affect each other. There's so much about them that I think that they could go on and on and on as long as they want, especially now with the current comics run, but we won't get into that. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the most popular symbiotes out there in the Sweet. world. Yeah. And uh, who we like, who uh, might surprise us. And I have somebody that I want to bring up today that is in the most recent comic books run that I think down the road, and shout out to Justin, he and I were having a conversation about this particular individual uh, last week and how we think he's going to be extremely OP or overpowered. 
and somebody that could really shake up the entire Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Is this the same guy I want to talk about? Well, golly gee, I just don't know. So <sighs> let's talk He's about some, steal of my the, thunder. some of the big <laughs> symbiotes. I think I might have hit pause there. But um, so we've got the obvious, the venoms, the carnages, the Oh, don't just brush over them no, like no, no. nothing. Yeah, no, no. Uh, please. Get into it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man wearing the venom well, do you, shirt. Do you right want to do you want to if we're gonna if we're gonna do this right, do you want to deep dive into the history? Because we gotta start with one particular character. I just if saw a Lidl so. pad get pulled out with I a think lot of notes oh, on I it. I took some MF notes today, okay? <laughs> She did. Oh, turn. Okay. Uh, Try hard. Let's start with Google shit. Let's start with this. Um, Shield considers the Venom symbiote the biggest threat to the world, aside from two other names, uh, three other names rather. Do you know who those other three names are? Outside of symbiotes and outside of symbiotes, Venom Mm -hmm. and these three characters. Are the biggest threat to humanity. Uh, Galactus. And what continuity? No. no. People on Earth. Only Earth people. Only Earth people? Not ga- These three Galactic? just so happen to all be on Earth. Okay. Um, Come on. on Earth. Okay, I'm trying to think of who's on. Bruce Banner. Red Skull? Bruce Banner. Not Bruce Banner. Red Skull is one of those people. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony Stark? No. Say, uh, he's just, considered a good guy. Man. So I know, I know, Hulk. but that doesn't. I mean, but he could be considered one of the most dangerous with the knowledge Hulk and ability. Definitely he has. could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean Tony Stark? Yeah. Yeah. He was well. So but, I didn't. I didn't know if that no, was a, if that was like a trick. He's not on the uh, the watch list. I said the Mandarin. Is that not one of them? That's not one of them. Mm. Should be. Uh, can I ask? You questions? guys are gonna slap yourselves in the face when you figure Villains. out one of them. But I'm trying to think of people Doctor on Earth. Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Uh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Uh, Doctor that, Doom. He was who I was thinking when I said, "Is it villain?" Red Skull. Okay. And Franklin and Richards. One more. Not uh, Mr. Franklin Sinister. Richards. Not Mister Sinister. Close. Mephisto. Magneto. No. Magneto. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, is that elite company or is that elite company? Let's have a barbecue. Invite them. Yeah. Hey, Magneto, come on over. Charcoal grill, wood fire, please. Although Red don't. Skull is dead, right? So, you know, maybe not him. Uh, the way Marvel Comics is, nobody's dead. That's true. Ever. <laughs> He's uh, up on that mountain with the with the vision stone. Not anymore. I know. Oh, you're been... talking MCU. I know. That's I not what I'm talking about. We're going to start breaking down Come continuities on. and which earth it is. Ugh. We are in, on the comics episode. We should not be MCU driven right now. That's true. We should not. But anyway, uh, what does yeah. that lead us so, to, babe? So, I mean, we did have the, the brief Leads us to Venom in his first yeah. appearance in the okay. uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 300 oh. back in 1988. We did cover a lot of this in our previous episode about yeah. Venom. Mm-hmm. We did. So I don't want to hammer that again, but I yeah. thought that was a... Uh, I see why you wanted to kind of yeah. breeze over segue, Venom a little segue, bit. Segway, yeah. We'll talk about Venom still. But here's the thing that I love about Symbiotes, and I think we've talked about this, but if we haven't, I think it's a good bit of knowledge. Every time one of these Symbiotes spits off another version of itself, which in, in the case of Venom, he spit out Carnage, mm-hmm. and then Carnage spit out Toxin. Uh, they are always exponentially stronger than their predecessor. So that kind of makes me wonder, where is it going with that? No, we're good. Eventually, there's going to be something out there that just nobody can handle. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of where it all started. Yeah. Because I feel like 
where and we'll see that we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about the comics stuff because i want to bring that guy up in the comics too because i know that that's a newer line of comics that Mm -hmm. branch that discuss him yeah but i feel like that's kind of where it started i feel like i don't know if anything could quite be as powerful as he is you're talking about the one who's in the current run yeah okay all right, so do you want to push that towards the end or you want to jump into it right I, now? Well, I want to push that talking, towards the end because my guy too. comes after that one. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, I do too, but history, if we're talking about symbiote history, he kind of has to come first. Yeah, I would have to agree. He's powerful AF, but he kind of has to come first. He's she's the very first symbiotic creature. Entity, really. Entity. He's, A he's god. The, well, he's the, he's the first in theory, but not chronologically. Not the first we've ever seen. Right. Not By the, order right. of appearance, he's way down the list. Yeah. But in order right. of power and seniority. And in the symbiotic story, he's technically, the in history, yeah. he's the first. So mm-hmm. whether we've seen him yet or not, symbiotically, in the story, he's the very first one. Well, in the current comic run, we have seen him. We have. Yeah. It's brand new. And yeah. I can't wait to start reading it. I'm like literally chomping at the bit now. Very good. It's very exciting. I read 28 issues of Venom several weeks ago and was very happy to see that character develop along, which why are we pussyfooting around it? It's Null. Null. The symbiote god. He is the one who's been the catalyst towards uh, absolute carnage. He's the one who's making symbiotes go back to their primal urges and essences of yep. just killing and kind of making them lap dogs to anything that Null wills or, or wants to do. How about the fact that he also flies around in a giant symbiote dragon? Yeah, let's talk oh about God. that really quick. That's hard. I haven't read any of this, so but everything he, you tell me is to give ridiculous. A little, to give a little bit I on him, it. he is, uh, I just kind of wrote down some clips. He is an evil deity. He existed long before the universe did. And as when, they have recently as they've re- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as they've recently developed him more as a character, he existed long before the actual universe did and when creation became a thing he didn't like it he liked being alone in the darkness in the universe with nothing would he be considered an eternal or just just adjacent to an eternal they do just name him as an a, a deity yeah okay. they just name him as a deity yeah um he doesn't like the light that's actually kind of a weakness of his which i was a little disappointed to see that that was something because that's not i mean that's such an easy thing hey let's uh, go out here and fight in the sunshine but I don't, Human know, I, don't know gonna be a bitch. I don't know if that's necessarily a weakness. I was going to say, I don't think they mean light in the literal Just sense. Just that he doesn't like it. He literally likes living in the dark. And he was the creator of the symbiote. So he's from Clintar, which is a planet of symbiotes, which is mentioned in Venom. Venom, right? Yeah. He literally spawned off of his own self. He spawned other symbiotes to create basically an army to annihilate the rest of the universe he didn't like the fact that there was life and creation anywhere other than him on his planet but it's funny that you bring that up mark because the the them that she's referring to are uh celestials yeah okay celestials so, bring that, light to I the meant universe celestials, not eternals yeah so speaking of celestials yeah he created uh a sword called um it was called all black it's a sword of living darkness, and he used it to, to decapitate a celestial, which, unbeknownst to anybody... Is that nowhere? It's <laughs> the sword that Hela uses in Ragnarok. Ooh. Which is crazy. Which I didn't know until today. I mean, I didn't really know much about Null at all until today, but I was kind of like, okay, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, because 
we always talk MCU heavy, and obviously that's where a lot of my knowledge from the characters come from. And the fact that even a small bit of him has been in the MCU anywhere was kind of like, I love that so much. So he, his, his, literally his powers and his abilities and his strengths, it was like a paragraph long of just one thing after the next in, in paragraph form, just list with commas in between. It was just, I couldn't even write that shit down. There was so much stuff. You just should have been like, it's a deity. That's enough. Right. I mean, he's. I'm talking flight. I'm talking super strength. I'm talking regeneration. I'm talking like healing powers. Like literally you name it. Basically every power. Got it. Created his own planet out of symbiotes. Yeah, created his own uh, fucking planet. Was able to easily overpower Silver Surfer and make him a uh, Black Knight, I think is what they called him. Can I just say Uh, that Null, we need a Funko of Null, like us Funko fans. I know that that was like (laughs) weeks ago, but Funko, hello. Oh, I'm sure they'll cash in. Don't you worry. Yeah, don't you worry. They hear you loud and clear. There's some guy sculpting some clay right now. Make it a pop ride and put his ass on a symbiote dragon. Please. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I just got my first pop ride today and I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah. Pop rides are cool. I want a pop ride uh, with him on a symbiotic dragon. Please. Yeah. That would be killer. But yeah, he's he's the big uh, looming danger. And and in the comic series, uh, I think everybody's everybody's involved. Everybody. Mm. Thor, Cap, Iron Man. He's the next one. And they're... Uh, and this even, is an absolute carnage that you're saying that he's born in, or are you talking about King and Black? He's before Absolute Carnage. Okay, so King and Black is where he's introduced. King and so Black the is the first line. story that I think is going to focus on him. And we'll talk more about that a little bit okay. on the next episode, I think. I got questions. I'm stupid, but I'm trying to keep up. So you said this guy be all like made all these symbiotes. Yeah. And you just said earlier that symbiotes, when they spit out another one, they become exponentially stronger. Right. So why the fuck aren't Venom he, Carnage like super OP? He is they, not a symbiote himself. No, he is the, a oh. god. Yeah. 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 So, Null is not a symbiote himself. So he's not spitting oh, he he's, I didn't get that he's kind of like he's kind of yeah. like the exception to the rule. Yeah, he's not. He's an exception to the rule when it no comes host. to Right. He has no host. He is no. him and him only. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think when it comes to strength, it really, like, it seems backwards because, like you were saying, that they get stronger as they spit out extra, you know, versions of themselves, basically. But he here's, is, here's the thing. It's, he's here's, the here's end a relatable. In the beginning. Here's a relatable. Thor is not more powerful than Odin. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Asgardians aren't stronger than the creator. That's the same for the symbiotes. Null is the Odin of the symbiote world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is badass. He looks very imposing. He is. He see a picture? Incredibly yeah. dope. Yeah, this is him right here. He kind of looks like the necromancer from uh, oh Diablo. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Yeah, yeah I sent a picture. To that the is group not too, what I so. expected. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He's. Insane. Yeah. He's. He's. Yeah. He's. He's crazy. Shout out to Marvel fandom. I love this site too. They will pull up absolutely anything you want, and they can uh, give you all the hookups if you need to see stuff, learn about backgrounds and things of that nature. But uh, also read the new Venom. <sighs> See, I haven't read any. I haven't read a Venom book in a while, and uh, that is so. That's cool it. Looking. I'm showing a picture of him sitting the on cover. a yeah, a sitting symbiote on a, cr- uh, like a symbiotic uh, throne. Yeah, basically. And, right. and the first thing that you would discover is as you discover some of these primal symbiotes, and it, the, one of them, uh, Venom lays eyes on him and instantly goes like primal, stops yeah. listening to that's Eddie. That's what the so when when they have that. So they have their normal eyes when you're looking at a, a symbiote, but when they have that corrupt 
yeah. Funko, like the corrupt venom Funko Pop that they have, it literally looks like a spiral. Mm-hmm. They're, I've it's, seen that it's before. As, okay. It's as if they're like hypnotic. Yeah, th- exactly. They're literally under hypnosis of whatever it is that's controlling them, and so they get this. Like the pop is a corrupt. We have a corrupt venom Funko Pop, and it literally he has a big old spiral on his face, and the picture around him, all the all of them have it. On this his, is on also their face. in the comics. If you want, it this, looks that's like what a, it looks gotcha. like. And that's cool looking. Uh, oh, I remember that. I've seen that one. So I have another question. Where does that symbol stem from? Because I see it on his chest. It almost the looks like a red looking spider-ish thing. looking thing. So that's another thing that they go back to. That is not the spider. Nope. It's not that the spider. That is an image of the dragon mm-hmm. that he rides around on, and the dragon kind of represents him on like a house crest, and they have retroactively gone back and said, that's what's on Venom's chest too. See, mm. I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't really, when they do I don't really that. like yeah. retroactive stuff either because if they've talked about it in the comics and it should kind of stick, but I know that there's different. But I, I mean, Venom's clearly looks like a spider. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't. No. Right. It almost looks like the little thing that jumps out of a... Uh, out of aliens, the thing I that jumps agree. on your face. And I think this is a let's do this for continuity and we'll go back and say, yeah, But in all no, honesty, no, no, it looks more that. like what's on Agent Venom, more so than even what's on I just, Venom. I just, hate, I hate really aggressive retcons. Agent Venom and Venom are the same thing. Different hosts. I know, guy. but they look, they're, the way that the yeah. things are spread across the their aesthetic. chest, they look different. Huh. Okay. So where do we go from here? All right, we started with the most powerful, the person who started so it all. So he spat out. Yeah. So, so who do you shoot out first? Who do, do I we know? We don't know. Okay. We don't know. And Venom is not of note, really, of the symbiotes that have escaped the planet. They don't say, like, Venom is the chosen one who left and will come back. No, it's nothing like that. So uh, not to get into the movie too much, but just like uh, the Venom in the movie, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, well, I'm trying to nobody where I come from. I'm going to yeah. stick around here. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Kind yeah. of. Okay. And I think that, w- the, like, and it makes more sense the more that you know kind of about the history of symbiotes because... If he was of, if he ends up being that anti-hero that we all kind of know Venom is, as opposed to Carnage, which I know that the host kind of, the mind of the host kind of takes over the symbiote. But then there's Carnage and Riot and those type of symbiotes that we'll get into that are probably not considered. Like I mean, it kind of makes mention that Riot isn't. He's a nobody loser. of note in the comics, really. He's not a loser. In the movie, he's meant to be some big badass, but right. in the comics, he's. Almost not even mentioned. He's not even named in uh, Lethal crazy. Protector. Yeah, because where, he's one of the Guardians. Well, yeah, he's one of the five symbiotes that the Life Foundation has a hold of. Yeah, and um, we'll talk about them too. Yeah, they don't. They don't give any of them names. Like even Scream. Scream didn't get a name till several comics way down the road. They were just mm. there for their looks. Yeah, I've never but I think seen it makes Scream sense that Riot it makes sense that before. Venom sees himself yeah. and probably is treated like a loser because. This is where he come. He comes from. He comes yeah. from like the pit, the black pit of the universe of evil. And he's like, well, I don't necessarily want to kill him, but I want to eat him. But I don't really want to kill him, but I kind of want to eat him. Like he's very conflicted, which makes him that anti-hero. But he has that. I don't like. I want to be kind of a good guy. I want to, you know, I want to only eat bad people. Like oh, he's. Oh, Scream is dope. Yeah, she is that a she? Right? Sorry, I was just pulling it up yes. to show. Uh, so if we want to dive, if we want to dive into her, since you're showing those, we can talk about the guardians. She uses like her hair is basically her ten- tendrils, 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 tendrils. Yeah. So she uses her hair as as like her tendrils, and she she was kind of seen as the guardian leader, and so there's like he was saying, the Life Foundation got their hands on was it several symbiotes or just one? Five. And they spl- okay, five different symbiotes from. 
Sorry. Just typed in Riot. Not Riot Symbiote. Uh, from Clintar, they got their hands on five different symbiotes from there. And Scream was kind of seen as the leader of the five. Yep. Okay, so he looks almost like Venom. But I Yeah, he's only he's silver. He's just a different look. He does look I've like he does in the movie. But of the, the Life Foundation symbiotes, we have uh, Scream, Riot. Lasher. Lasher, yeah. Agony and Phage. Yep. Yep. And so they, they like don't get they names. They just kind of get like beat Prince. quick. Huh? So what like they, they did. They got like Prince to just like symbols, just one name. That's it. That's yeah. all you get. So like in the movie, you see that obviously Riot gets on. Um, and here's all. Carlton Drake. So in the comics, what happens, and this is all in Lethal Protector as well, which we'll talk a little bit more on the comics episode. But they put them on Life Foundation employees. Yeah, like basically. they're going to be cops. So Scream is put on uh, Donna Diego, who is a security guard who was known for like having mental psychotic episodes. So she, they thought that she would be like the perfect. <laughs> she's crazy. Yeah, put her she's on crazy. Her. Put her on there. Oh, and, um, comics. She surprisingly, uh-huh. at least in the comics, she surpri- none of them really last that long. Although they come in back Lethal Protector, they last almost no time at all. But, They're introduced right. in issue five and dismissed and, in issue. And five. Scream's the only one that that makes it through of the five she's the only one that ends up that's now when I don't, you say dismissed you mean they got killed yeah yeah i was just saying Defeated. are they taken off or are they eating but they come eating back from the inside so here's the thing too symbiotes definitely can eat their host and kill them the yes. way that they do in the and comics we'll talk about it's one a that bit, does do that actually. it's a little bit more in in uh, the movie that they do that because they don't have to you know what i mean like venom there's not i don't think this big thing in the comics where venom's trying to eat him the whole time he does they do lie to their hosts mm-hmm. like venom convinces eddie at one point you've got terminal cancer but i can keep you alive and eddie does not have terminal cancer mm. venom is saying whatever he can to stay attached to eddie because of how good of a host he is mm-hmm. but um yeah th- those are all good ones i mean aside from the life foundation i'd say uh toxin is one of my favorites. Yeah. He's a. Before we jump into that, though, because I think there there's some pretty cool stuff that comes from the ones from the Life Foundation. I mean, like Riot, I think deserves a little bit more time for sure because he's the one that has. I mean, they they did a pretty decent job with him in the movie. I think based on what I read, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he basically is an arsenal of weapons. Like he literally can do the blades with his hands. He can turn into whatever he wants. Do the spikes. Like he's up and he's crazy just like the rest of them right but yeah at the same time he's made to be a lot more important in the movie than he that's is true in the comics. that's true but yeah. you know you have to we can't say ah oh, here are five nobodies you have they're, to have yeah. a bad guy they're dealing with what the cards they have so yeah. like it, exactly but yeah. they each kind of have a really like they each kind of have their own special thing to them like um agony like spits acid i mean they're none of them are super special especially yeah. because like we said they they all pretty much don't make it but I don't want to skip over them too much because at one point, even after the comics, when they are disintegrated or killed, their hosts are killed, they aren't. And the four of them become one symbiote. They mold together to, to become hybrid, which is the four symbiotes coming together. And he's pretty cool, too. Yeah. I mean, he also bonded with a security guard. Um, and he actually is not really a bad, like when they're all together, he's not as bad as like you would think them all coming together would be. He actually is like trying to convince his host 
which is some security guard named Scott Washington, to not act rationally and not, you know, be violent. But the fact that there's four of them coming together, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think at some point they even do militarize these symbiotes and give them on actual death squads and yeah. stuff like that, mm-hmm. or, you know, military guys and say, hey, you know, this one will help you do this, this one will help you do this. And they actually do end up uh, being able to control that a yeah. little bit better. They, well, they're all, and they they all are, like I said, they come from that um, Life Foundation, like, employees, and they're mainly security guards and Phage, who was thought to be the leader until Scream was pretty much the only one that survived, supposedly. And he was like a mercenary. So like they, they're smart and not, you know, I know that uh, what's her face Scream was crazy, but she was a security guard. So they all have that kind of background and you know that they kind of take the mentality of their host with some control as well. I mean, we saw that. I in thought the it was the too. other way around. I always thought the symbiote controlled the host. Uh, I think it, it's a bit of both. It's, it's a, you answer because you probably know that better than me. That's what I was saying is it, it takes after the qualities of their host. That is true. Um, however, personalities can vary sharply, right? Uh, and the biggest example of that is Carnage, I think, because Carnage latched on to Cletus Cassidy and instantly it was all murder and mayhem from there on out. But look at his host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Venom has adapted in many hosts that he's been with for instance when he was with um eddie brock he was a little bit more primal had the teeth out and Mm -hmm. the tongue and all that kind of stuff because eddie doesn't have as great control over his persona and then you have something like agent venom where he jumps on flash thompson thompson and he's completely (laughs) uh completely (laughs) docile and he just takes orders, but that's also because of outside factors like yeah. uh, symbiote suppression stuff. So mm-hmm. where you can use the benefits without them taking over your brain, but it does adapt to who it jumps on. More so black suit Spider-Man when he first gets the symbiote. Right. And he gets rid of him because he doesn't like the way it's starting to make him think. Right. So The influence. It's yeah. not a complete, it's not a complete takeover. It's not, not a weekend at Bernie situation where he's right. controlling all your limbs and stuff. Right, right, right. Like, hey, well, why, don't we, why don't we go do that? Yeah, one of the best is is um, is Eddie Brock and the way that they can move so well together. Yeah, mm-hmm. say they, they That's what makes them so strong is because they're such a, a good unit together. I mean, it's widely said that Brock is the best yeah. host, host. Yeah, with yeah. Venom because Venom's been on tons and tons and tons of people. Speaking of that... so. Do you know who the first person was that he uh, he got on? Deadpool. We talked about this. Did you? Deadpool. You were in here. <laughs> so I remember oh, you saying Yes, you didn't listen uh, to the yeah, episode, Megan. I did listen. Unbelievable. So I did listen. I did listen. Is but now I, the I time we have the talk, Mark? Uh, I'm getting <laughs> Hit fired. Hit the button. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks so much no. for listening. So I uh, I did listen, but it, it obviously it was a couple weeks ago now that I heard it, but I didn't realize you guys had said that he was the first one that he jumped on. But yeah, so to circle back, let's go. I'm doing great today, okay? I got my notes. Back to the retroactive stuff that we were talking about. Because these two um, were like, Deadpool, what do you mean? But Deadpool, like, he immediately, like, disengaged from him. Like, Deadpool's like, I'm not having this, no thank you. And was not about it. And apparently you guys talked about that. So here's Screw another me. thing, too. Probably like, jumped on Deadpool and the symbiote went, no. oh, my Hold God, on. what's yeah. wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, Probably so it might that, have been a mutual He's covered in lesions. <laughs> that also wouldn't be the first time that's happened no. because uh, Professor Charles Xavier has tried to take over Deadpool and get into his mind, and he almost got lost. Yeah. He jumped out and said, okay, we're <laughs> not mind. messing with that guy. So 
when the symbiote hops, does it get stronger? No. Or no? It's the bond with the host. Mm. Yeah, it all depends on the bond with the host. So the symbiote itself isn't that strong. So, like, correct jumping on, like, a Deadpool, he's not going to adapt, you know, healing powers or something. Correct. And it's not, I don't even think it has anything to do with who they jump on. I think it has entirely to do with the bond that they the they're held that they're held with. So I mean like if uh if Venom jumped on Arnold Schwarzenegger just because he's strong doesn't mean that he's going to be strong too. Like I think if the the bond is stronger with me who's obviously a third of Arnold Schwarzenegger's size, but our bond is better, we're going to be stronger than if he was to jump on somebody who oh. is physically strong okay so it's not like the the movie where he like the host just wasn't strong enough and he had to keep hopping because no i don't think so that they were saying that those were imperfect hosts and that's why he was basically just hitching a ride i think they were just streamlining that whole process he was just hitching a ride and you were ready to go yep Yep. but i want to go back to toxin because he is probably one of the most badass out of all of them and we haven't seen him yet he is freaking really cool I'd like to see what happens with good old Toxin because he is somebody who knows he's super powerful. What do you look like, bro? He, oh. I'd be happy to show you. But anyway, so Toxin doesn't want to be. You know what I mean? Like he has a conversation with his host like, I didn't ask to be here, man. I didn't ask to be made. I don't, I don't want to do this. He, he has the IQ of a child, right? So it's very interesting to see how Toxin uh, reacts with his his uh his host whose name is i have it written down uh he was bonded with a police officer right who wanted proper justice i didn't police officer ends up getting uh murdered that's toxin right there i was gonna say we need a a really good picture of him i'm not finding oh this is the picture that i wanted it's almost like a cartage venom half breed so what's cool about him patrick mulligan patrick i I found it in your notes thanks He's actually he's actually bonded in this picture is not really like full it's not fully pixelated yet. But when he bonded oh. with Eddie Brock at one point, which he did, he which was, he did, he his fangs become became poisonous. So he looks like that like normal when he bonded with Eddie Brock, he had literally like poison drips from his fangs and his tongue is lime green with poison. Like So why does it change with Eddie? See? The bond, so I don't get the about bond makes him stronger. Yeah. So it's all about Eddie. Bond. Eddie Brock is stronger. like the perfect bond, it seems, yeah. from what we've seen so far. Carnage has been on Eddie Brock before, yep. too. We talked about that in the last episode we had. I mean, yeah. Talk uh, a little bit about comic and books so, never make like, sense to Toxin me. is supposedly also like known to be feared by Carnage and Venom, but talk about the family history with Air. Because obviously, when they jump from one to the next and they're created from each other, you said that he's basically somebody's grandson. And Carnage, so Carnage wants to kill him. And technically, Carnage is Venom's son. Um, quick son, question. Who does Carnage Toxin not want to kill? Good point. That's an excellent. Cletus Cassidy. It's <laughs> yeah, the only guy he doesn't want to kill. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so Venom is basically Toxin's grandfather, right? Venom, yeah. Venom. And weird. Carnage the way are that both, it works, yeah. Are both scared of Toxin because of how powerful he is. But again, he's got that kind of naive sense about him. He's and young, the person yeah. who actually trains Toxin and takes him under his wing is Peter Parker. Mm. Peter Parker sees that Toxin is not a bad dude and says, All right, I'm gonna show you the ropes. I'm gonna show you how we do this and teach him how to be a hero. Until not he eventually he turns on him. Nope. Try to bond with Peter Parker. Uh, Is he ever attached to Peter Parker? I don't know. I don't think so. 
because he died, I think. I think he's dead in the comics. Uh, toxin or Peter? After, no, Toxin. Oh. Uh, although Peter might be dead, I think, in the current, I don't know. But, um, yeah, Toxin dies after he's on Eddie Brock because the police officer he originally bonded with gets beaten to death. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, So how know. does that kill him? Well, I mean, hey, no host. I don't know. I haven't read that comic. How so long can they last you. without a host, typically? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't because know. Because Venom has stayed alive, alive for a long time off of his host for a while. Carnage has had to because Cletus has been freaking obliterated. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. You know what it's worth? A, a Google. Google. <laughs> While you Google. Give it a there, bing. There are a couple of, uh, oh, yeah, give it a bing. There are a couple of other ones that aren't quite as like well known to even the comics. I would think right now you might be able to say differently, but um, Scorn is one. She we saw her in mm-hmm. uh, the Carnage USA. Mm-hmm. She was the one that created weapons from her arms. She yeah, was the agent. she was cool. Yeah, she was pretty cool. And she's honestly like, although she was basically created in a lab, she's probably the most badass. Like has the most like abilities. Mm-hmm. She can communicate with technology. She, you know, she can create weapons from herself. Like, so especially cool. who she Symbi- on, too. Yeah. Like, that's cool. So they're making symbiotes now? Uh, who? Scorn. I was talking about Scorn, lab. who we saw and talked about in the uh, Carnage USA episode. Yeah. She's the one who can control technology. Yep. She can mm-hmm. use, she's a badass. Like, she can yeah. control technology. Um, she the, the problem was with her is that the symbiote was like getting into her thoughts and it was kind of making her a little crazy but as she, they all do yeah she can yeah. communicate with tech she can also manipulate she'd been in data. contact with carnage before which That's is why true. she's going crazy uh mm-hmm. she can turn into machinery which is what we saw in the comics with her um creating big giant guns and machinery with her arms um and she can fuse herself with with other weapons so like if there's already a weapon she can literally just create like it can it can become her arm instead yeah. of creating one she can just pick up whatever's already made and basically it becomes a part of her and she controls it with her mind i just mm-hmm. loved her in that story because during everything that's happening she's like i'm working on something i got yeah. this. we gotta go I we got gotta this. go i'm working yeah. on something Go, yeah. We gotta go right now. Uh, I'm working on something. Yeah, and then at the end, boom! There you That's go. what she's working on. So she was Rocket Raccoon. But to Basically, answer that question, yeah. it says there. Who's my source here? Yeah, Sci-Fi Stack Exchange. Okay, well, don't know oh, what that is. Yeah. Stack Exchange. <laughs> but it does say, uh, not aware of a time limit of how long a symbiote can live without a host. Symbiotes used to used to absolutely need a host because they would supply. It was implied that they would die without it. Uh, much with, without an explanation given, but whoever this person wrote this article says they do not need a host to survive, quotation marks. Mm. Well, I mean, I would think not if they lived in a planet of symbiotes and there's nobody there. Yeah. Like, how do they live? If You know who can answer this question for us? Reddit. Reddit can, can they? always... Can they? I thought you were yeah. going to say Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's Justin! We could call Justin. Uh, a symbiote can survive if the host dies. This is Trash Jack 42. I like him already. <laughs> yes, a symbiote can survive if the host dies, but it's generally in their best interest to jump ship to find a new one because they can't really puppeteer a corpse around, which is not true for all symbiotes. Uh, the four symbiotes that merged into hybrid did and bonded with a new host because Scream had killed their prior hosts. Venom symbiote is in the Marvel Zombies universe, stayed with Eddie Brock despite his zombification weakening and slowly killing the symbiote due to the need of a living host, not an undead one. Uh, All just to get one last shot at revenge against the now undead Spider-Man. I got to read that now. Marvel Zombies, baby. 
Can't wait to hear that one. But yeah. I, I don't know how many more you have. You do have quite I only, extensive No, no, no. I'm, uh, there was a few that I was going to leave off. There was only one that I thought was pretty cool that I was going to touch on that I would love to see uh, on a, in a comic fashion. If there if there's something already out there, comment below and tell me because I would like to read about, I believe, her um, mania. You know anything about mania? No, I've just heard the name. So apparently Wrestle? they took a piece of Venom's tongue and yes. cloned him. Yeah, yeah. When he's fighting the Fantastic yep. Four, somebody cut it off, and Mania was a clone of of Venom. And correct? I believe yes, and I believe how'd that go? I believe Orly. it's a she. Um, just by the pictures and stuff, I think it attached. Uh, that's because it so attaches to a it woman. It attaches to a woman. That's true. Which they actually gave her two options. Gave the symbiote two options of a young, healthy person and an elderly person. And for some reason, she. Attached to the elderly person after having killed the young person. And so you find out later that this symbiote it literally wants to just wipe out everybody Kill in everything. the world and gets enjoyment out of killing their host. Oh, so like one by one, like just yeah, bink, attach bink, and kill, bink. attach and kill. So and I'm kind of like, okay, that and I believe seems carnage-ish. Mania ends up getting well, she's a clone of Venom. Venom. And ends up getting reabsorbed by Venom. Oh. So, so taken back. Okay. Yeah, so Venom jumps Give on. Give me my tone back. Yeah. Give and me that the shit. Only, the only other one was if you wanted to get into the Agent Venom, Anti-Venom thing. Um, but we can Anti-Venom is one of my favorite ones. I feel you want to touch on him. We can end on him. Yeah. See, you oh, guys I'm not going... ending on him. You guys oh, been we're doing... not ending on oh, him. Oh, okay. No, I know oh, who we're ending on. <laughs> you do now. <laughs> <laughs> he read my notes. Well, yeah, talk okay. about the Agent Venom, Anti-Venom thing. Well, I don't really so much a Agent Venom so much as I love Anti-Venom. Well, they kind of stem from the same purpose, don't no, they? Agent is a completely different thing. That's just because of the person that they're on. They aren't named I Agent. That, yeah, I, it's still Venom and Anti-Venom, but, but they're just like who they're on. I thought that it was like Spider-Man dumped something on them when they were attached to, to Venom and, and Agent Venom were like attached to each other or something. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Hmm? I Let's say I'm Venom, right? Okay. And you're in the military, and the venom that's on me jumps on you, and they start calling you Agent Venom. It's still Venom. Oh, okay. You okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Venom gets split, right? So between... Venom is a codex in. Um, so when he jumps on you, he kind of leaves a footprint. I was gonna say timeout. So you said if you're still Venom, you jump to that guy. You're still Venom. No. Are you still a symbiote or not? Nah? No. So they so can't if, like clone jump. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Okay. If a Venom symbiote was on me. Jumped I mean, off of me completely jumped on and jumped onto her. But two symbiotes can join on one host, right. which is what happens with um, Hybrid and, Venom and... Venom and Carnage have done Venom it, Venom and Carnage have done it, yep. And you so, see that in the movie where Riot and Venom are fighting mm -hmm. and they're detaching and retaching. You see that in the movie, too. So it's a mixture of, if I recall correctly, because I could mess this up, uh, Eddie Brock is done with symbiotes. He just has the codex, which is like the little footprint on you if you've touched a symbiote. And he's exposed to Mr. Negative, who changes those uh, DNA imprints on him. And then it forms its own symbiote, which is anti-venom, which is actually has a lot of healing properties, but is also mindless, uh, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Anti-venom does not influence the host at all. It completely listens to everything Eddie says, and it can control other symbiotes and kill other symbiotes too. And, and that's why it's so freaking cool. It's amazing. And, and that's one of the things he's always saying is burn the infection, and that's the way the anti-venom looks at the other symbiotes is you're a problem, so I'm going to handle you. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously Eddie Brock's view on after being duped by Venom so many times. But um, the last person I want to talk about, 
is Spider-Man. 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 You guys ready for Spider-Man? Because that's not who it is. (laughs) It's Dylan Brock, who is Eddie Brock's, quotation marks. It is not who I thought it was. Oh! Dylan Brock. He likes to mic drop. That's what he's doing. Because I don't think he, he knows that we don't know what the, the hell he's current about. Uh, run of, of Venom. Oh, I know who he is. I only know from you telling me who he is. That's I don't exactly know at all because he doesn't share this shit with me. So Dylan Brock is what Eddie believes is his son. So basically, uh, Anne Weying, who's somebody who's worn uh, Venom before, she was mortally wounded. Um. Eddie Brock threw Venom on her to heal her and then got her got it back. And then mysteriously, Anne is pregnant. Time to call more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, Who's the, the daddy? daddy? You are not the symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> we are so, the daddy. <laughs> uh, without getting into too crazy much of the story, because I, I love it and I know we'll do a comics version now. We'll talk about how Dylan is born, right? I'll just read exactly where I got it from the site. After Anne Wang is mortally wounded by the Sin Eater, Eddie, Bach tra- Eddie Brock transferred the Venom symbiote to her in order to save her life, transforming her into the monstrous She-Venom. And for a moment, they were si- simultaneously bonded to it, connected mentally and physically to each other. After mm-hmm. the symbiote returned to Eddie, it left a piece of itself, called a codex, with Anne, who later found herself suddenly and mysteriously pregnant and gave birth to a son named Dylan. That merged with a fetus, a fetus incarnated in human form. So it's the fetus and the symbiote together, which ends up coming into a baby and being born. So Dylan has some crazy-ish about him, right? Mm-hmm. There's a uh, in the current comic. There's a, a time where a symbiote jumps on him and goes, "What the hell are you?" He's like, "Don't ever touch me again." I'll work with you, but I don't know what the hell's going on with you. And I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so let's talk about what Dylan can do. Uh, human symbiote physiology, hybrids physiology. D- Dylan outwardly appears to be a normal human boy, but it's actually a piece of the Venom symbiote incarnated into human form. Dylan was initially unable to conscientiously control his powers, but would activate instinctually under moments of extreme stress, such as when his life was endangered in the most recent uh, absolute carnage. Uh, However, with practice and instruction from Null. Full circle. Mental. Mental. Dylan eventually becomes able to consciously utilize them, kind of like hijack them. Touch them and take over them. Shit like that. Um, Dylan eventually uh, does that. And when his powers are activated, his eyes turn like blue, like venom coming out of his eyes. And uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just gibberish stuff. stuff, Words. Symbiote domination. Wow. This is what I was going to talk about. Dylan is able to sense symbiotes. And when his powers are activated, he's able to forcibly repel symbiotes attempting to bond to him. So the one that jumps on him, he's like, uh-uh, get off me. And it instantly has to stop. It feels searing, burning pain. Oh and the God. symbiote instantly jumps off him. Um, he can also forcibly control them against their will. What? In a symbiote, he goes, boom, gotcha. And they do whatever he wants them to do. So... Uh, and is also able to easily kill symbiotes that are threatening his life. Like, bye. 
Dylan is unable to bond to symbiotes and attempting to do so for or even contacting them. Uh, it causes them excruciating pain. However, Dylan is able to remote pilot symbiotes by connecting to the symbiote hive, something that previously only Null was able to do. So Null is talking to this kid in his head who thinks he's Eddie Brock's son, but he's really not. Eddie doesn't even know that. And this kid is so freaking OP. But in, without getting too much into it, Eddie Brock goes to an alternate dimension. And it's, and it's a world where symbiotes have taken over, right? And in this particular universe, he's dead and Anne survives. And he meets her and they're like, okay, well, talk to me about your son. And he mentions... Dylan Brock, and they go, that's null. Mm. On our mm. planet, mm. on our planet, that's null. So you're like, oh my God. Hit it. Oh, it's, no. <laughs> that's the one you wanted. That's not the um, one I wanted. Hit the Say. one you wanted. Really ruined the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wanted that one. Uh, so yeah, Dylan Brock Holy shit. is going to be one of those guys who I think is going to come in and, and take over in a major, major way. So Talk this is still ongoing, wow. full-running series. This is one of those scenarios where you have the most powerful person in the universe. Do they become good because of Eddie Brock, or do they become evil because of Null? And I think it's a battle over Dylan to see which way the tides will turn. So pick up this comic at Emerald City. <laughs> or anywhere your local or comic books are sold. I'm going to pick it up from your house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm mind blown. I'm mind blown. That's a great way to end this episode, folks. Oh, my God. I was wondering why you weren't going to end on Null. And now I know why. Uh. You masterminded this! <laughs> I may or may not have thought about it before this. But no, no, maybe. What's for dinner? I don't know. I'm hungry as hell. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause, their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.